friend of mine sent me a message and they said, hey, in terms of church involvement and how the church was seen mm-hmm. like over time, why is it so much different now? Being that we do not see, especially like amongst black people, that was the context. So basically, why in aren't a lot of... Importance. In terms of its importance, but like also in terms of like, why why don't we see a lot of black people going to church and getting right. involved and kind of uh, like embracing each other in the ways that we did say back in the 50s, maybe 40s, 60s type of uh, that around those eras. And I was telling him, I was like, well, you know, I think there's a few different things to consider. Like, number one, it was Jim Crow that really prevented a lot of black people from becoming really anything in society. So they grouped up at the church like that was their only outlet. And then on top of that the work itself for the betterment of African-Americans, you know, in terms of getting civil rights, everybody had a very similar goal because oppression weighed so much that you couldn't do shit in society unless, you know, during Jim, Jim, during Jim Crow. So I told him, I was like, you know, I think that we have to really look at this as a trauma bonding phenomena like we were trauma bonding black people were essentially trauma bonding in the early 1900s and that trauma bonding manifested by us prioritizing church and prioritizing this sense of gathering and fellowship and camaraderie that it wasn't necessarily like a i i want to take my relationship with God to the next level. This was sort of like a combination of we shall overcome. So technically God is in it, but like this was one of the easiest, this was the easiest institution that black people could get ahead being uneducated, being oppressed, working at jobs that didn't pay them well uh, without any, without any rights or hardly any rights. This was the only institution where they could do that so by out of necessity they did this so it's trauma bonding in a way that and that's why we see a difference between that time and today and he almost was um kind of making the point that oh man we were all together back then i'm like yeah technically we were but like the circumstances were like shit and i don't know if that's necessarily a better situation. And then we came with this concept of it being trauma bonding altogether. And I just think that over time we've, we haven't really seen it that way. Right. I think too, when we look at the black church and like historically it is a central tenet of the black community, but in that it really became, like you said, especially during Jim Crow. And I mean, think back to slavery and between that time and Jim Crow specifically, the black church became characteristically a a social network for black yeah. people yeah. Um, in a similar way that nation of islam also became that for for other yes. people, for black muslims right oh my god um, yeah and so that's that's one example or two examples that like 
where I see some parallels there, where these became, like you said, out of necessity because Black people couldn't access the social services that they needed through the same means that white people could. They received food through the church. They received clothing and education and mentorship through the church. So what the church became, especially during those times, was almost like social service building. You know what I yeah, mean? And all exactly. Thing, a social center, community center, all of these things, which is a beautiful and amazing thing. Right. And like you said, the other piece to that is that we were all trauma bonded and still in a lot of ways, um, you know, are in different aspects of society now because of slavery and Jim Crow laws and continued systemic um, and structural racism. And I think beyond that, then today you, you, you move forward. This change did not just happen overnight. These trends, if it, I, I um, studied religious studies for undergrad and one of the things that I actually did and for my master's thesis as well, um, is I looked into some tra- trends regarding re- religiosity in the United States. Wow. Um, yeah. And religiosity overall has been on a downward trend for the past 20 to 30 years. And Mm. so really think about that. That's like the 90s on, (laughs) you know what I mean? We're talking like late 80s, 90s time. Um, And think about the dynamic of like life around us Mm -hmm. changing. Um, You have a lot and then you introduce social media and the internet. So people started having different means for accessing social networks and services that they once only could access and it's not just black people. Like I think of other cultural groups too, who would access these things through community centers. I mean, even community centers and a lot of communities now don't get the same use that they did when we were in elementary school. Right. Very true. Because the need is different now. You can, you can access a lot of those things elsewhere. So people are sort of, you know, piecemealing together or have the ability now to, to pull and pool those resources and those things that they need for themselves from lots of different places versus before, like if you wanted that type of support, really like what were, where else were you going to go besides school and church? Like there's, there's yeah. really not a lot of options outside. There's, of that. there's not a lot of options. Absolutely. There's not. And I think that like, if we take it in context of community involvement was such a necessity back in those times and back in those days, not saying that it doesn't matter now right but with 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 more access and with more resources and with just a change in you know jim crow not being a legal thing um (laughs) these days even though a lot of that is left up to social interpretation interpretation. yeah you know um that now we begin to look at church as a way it, it kind of takes away all of the cobwebs that were there before during Jim Crow, right. like the 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 right to vote or the or, or the marches that MLK arranged and the things that had the context of church brought into it. That now it is all about spirituality. That now it is really just and about me, part. me and God now. And, and then somewhere, yeah, and then somewhere along the line, we said okay we like we recognize the church it's almost like going away to school mm-hmm. and then coming back home and with new circumstances you you you're making more money right. you're you're feeling more independent 
And now you're looking at life as something that you get to choose and something that you get to have more autonomy in. And it's like, well, how do I decide to connect now? And so how people decide to connect, I mean, it's not easily decided. At first, right. like you come back with the same type of understanding that your point of reference was. So you go back and you go to your you go to your local church and then you start hearing what they're saying. And you're like, hold on. Hold on. Like I I regard these people and these leaders and mm-hmm. the people that, you know, were a part of my upbringing because my parents told me to. And because right. the because the community involvement was so strong that it felt like I should. But as I'm listening to them as a young adult or as an adult now, Mm -hmm. this doesn't resonate with me. This doesn't make any sense. You know, and I think everybody kind of comes to that. And so when you take away a lot of the, a lot of the gray area that kind of kept us busy by being in the church and that you were to actually go and that this is a place that you are growing spiritually and you're finding all of these reasons to not be there because it doesn't speak to you or doesn't resonate with you. Right. Then we have this problem with, well, uh, back in the day, people, black people used to go to church, not anymore. And it's like, well, yeah, yeah. because now actually you have to, actually. yeah, you have to usher them into promoting a a relationship with with Christ like how are we actually doing that like we are no longer busy with all of the activism that had gone on during the days of Jim Crow that kept us busy but like what is actually in place and what examples do we have in the church that make us look beyond um just what was and how do we embrace what's going on furthering the conversation that if we are still trauma bonding, if we are still Mm -hmm. doing these things, how are churches prepared to deal with the trauma of people today? Mm. Capitalism, uh, the, you know, when we think about this housing market, when we think about the fact that, um, you know, like, like, uh, the abortion laws, when we think about all of these things that really, cause our cause our uh society harm and that creates so much stress for people how are we able to like how in what ways are we being able to be fed and encouraged to have this spirituality and uh mm-hmm. the spiritual connection rather with right. Christ while also addressing the things in 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 um addressing the things that impact us right i think I think it's very interesting when you talk about like just the change and change for the need for the church as we know it in modern day, right? Like a building with leaders and rituals and all of that. Um, A a friend of ours shared a, a reel today, right? Where someone was saying that like, essentially if you, you can't, you're, 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 limiting your relationship with with God essentially by not going to a church. Yeah. And so it's this understanding or this like people don't need to go to a church building to have a relationship though today or to yeah. access sermons, right? Like before if you wanted to get a teaching or get a, get the word of God, where else are you going to go? Yeah. 
but a church. But a church, yeah. I can I can probably find like within five minutes twenty different sources of the word on whatever scripture, whatever subject matter I'm looking for without leaving the comfort of like the space I'm sitting in right now. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Does that make it any less valuable? Mm. You know what I mean? So it's yeah. like so I think overall the 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 need is it's not that the need for those parts of like that come with church aren't there. Like I think there's need for spiritual guidance and education and all of that. Um just like I think there's need for most of us, for all of us to get regular education as well. Like I, I completely support that. I just think that we as as modern day Christians need to understand that like the way that we're viewing what church is, um, maybe we need to view that as living and breathing just like we view the word of God, right? Like the fact yeah. that it's, it's ever changing. It's expansive. And that, and, and also to the counter to that, like, I would love for the modern church to be the center for social justice movements today for marginalized communities, but it's not, it's not, it was during Jim Crow. It is not now. And isn't it amazing that we get to pick, we get to cherry pick what, legal issues we want to prioritize and what things we believe that we should be fighting for and not. Because in the 50s and the 60s, I am confident that um, there were a lot of other white churches that mm-hmm. were were for segregation, that that was a legal thing. Absolutely. That if black churches like uh, like MLK's church and the churches that were involved in the civil rights movement were technically fighting for things that were illegal at the time because Jim Crow right. was legal. So right. how much more should we be fighting for the things that are technically, you know, still kind of not legal? Right. Or the things yeah. that uh, a lot of people would say. Um, or were considered to be frowned upon. And at that point, it seems as if the black church or many black churches have taken advantage of the fact that black people have viewed the church with such, with such sacredness or, Mm -hmm. um, and, and, and fervor and authority. Mm -hmm. Yet they haven't necessarily changed in their approach to how they relate to people. Or change their approach and how they fight for people. And that is really messed up because it's almost as if like we will take how you look at us. We will we will own the fact that you look at us with such respect, but Mm -hmm. we will not really show you why we should be respected in this current day. We're going to rely on what we did in the past exactly to exactly kind of right. justify how you should kind of con- continue to look at us even if we do not do anything else for you period exactly. and that is um i think a lot of black people who are angry with the black church that's one of their main complaints like what is this church doing for me i go to this church they ask me for money repeatedly 
It's about this guy getting up there telling me what I should do. I know several of these people aren't aren't living right. I know that. So why should I come here, waste my time? The football game is on. I don't feel like being bothered with these people. I I don't feel comfortable talking to my, you know, talking about my business with these people. Yet they want to come up to me and want to pray for me and make me feel bad because I don't come every Sunday. Like at what point does the does the black church in particular like really update its <laughs> update its appearance or or goes through a a makeover goes through you know gets a new gets a new wardrobe you know like when when does it actually become appealing not right. saying that and we're not it, talking about music and like yeah. playing some go-go beats exactly i'm talking about content yes yes Yes. i'm talking about content like i am tired honestly i'm triggered every time i go to a church service and there is a preacher or someone there uh who is so caught up on um talking about anyone from Mm -hmm. lgbtq and they get caught up with it and it's just like this is just a reminder dude that you're not really going to get anywhere (laughs) with this message of hate you're not going to get anywhere this isn't really helping anyone out and i was actually listening to this message um by charles metcalf on um at he's he goes to transformation church uh Mm -hmm. uh where michael todd was pastor right and he was saying that the church and uh the church and people of the church have a tendency to kind of use their ministry and their uh, their calling per se to kind of be at odds with other people in ways of saying like I am against this when in fact we should be fighting for people who may not necessarily believe like us or who right. may think differently than us and that being open to the idea that it it looks different and that right. it your message should never be, me against and always me for. And I thought that that right. was just beautifully done how he really outlined that. Incredibly powerful. Yeah, it is. And I just think that we haven't seen the church do that. And not to just pick on the black church, but we haven't seen the church really do that for people. And so right. it's very difficult to to really get behind anything when in fact it's like, I don't know if this institution cares about my humanity. I don't know where I stand with them. I think I'm okay as long as I'm given my ties and offering. And I think I'm okay as long as I say I'm not gay. And I think I'm okay if I say that, uh, you know, I, you know, am living, you know, living an honest life, you know, so to speak. That I I don't dress this way so that, so I'm not considered fast. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like there or I don't come with cornrows or braids if I'm if I'm a man and I don't wear pants if I'm a woman. Like there's just so many different isms, right? Like church isms, particularly in the black church. And we're and again, y'all, we're speaking from this particular experience because this is this is the experience that Kirk and I both like this is our our experience. I don't wanna speak about Yeah, yeah. What happens 
at, at, at various synagogues because I don't have that personal experience. We welcome those, those individuals to join the show to be able to share in that conversation. But that's why we're talking about it from that context. So just to put that like disclaimer out there, um, it's not a black church bashing session. It's a, it's honestly, it's a black church loving session. It's just us really trying to figure out how do we move? What are ways that we can, we can move forward? Like what are ways that the church can really meet the needs of not just its current members, but really the community that it's there to serve. Yeah. Right. Um, This was something that, that I felt like was just a really beautiful reflection to me. Um, I've always been like team pro spirituality and, and religion when done correctly. Um, And one of the reasons why is because in an ideal world, right, like any community with a church in it, that would be an asset for that community. Yeah. Right? Not just in a spiritual sense, but because of the things that churches contribute to the communities that they they are in. That is, I think, a piece that, and I'm not talking about like an annual community service event to say that you did it. I'm talking about like really being a pillar of the community that you're in. And I think that that is something I know that there's, that there are numerous churches that like have beautiful outreach ministries. Um, and even some churches like in the state of Maryland, um, that like in Montgomery County that I'm aware of that have amazing health ministries oh, yeah, and they do yeah. wonderful outreach. Um, and, and services and provide services to their surrounding communities. So I know it exists. These are just things that were, that I think like reflect how we move the needle forward. I understand that by being a follower of Christ, that, that, that means that I live my life a certain way. Um, based on my relationship with Christ, right? Like I understand all of that, but there's just so much that I think, um, especially when when we're to get back to the point of trauma bonding and the the black church then and the black church now, like I want to, to trust the black church with these different aspects of, of our life. And the the beautiful benefit of it in the past was that, you know, you didn't have to have the pastor worrying about the education piece for the community because you had educators within the the church community that could focus their attention to that, right? Or yeah. people who were skilled in that in that regard. It's the same thing now. Most churches are filled with with a lot of people that have expertise in different things, and if not, they I'm sure they know people that do. This goes back to the idea before of praying and referring out. We have the ability to be that type of of entity again for our community if we stop trying to be all encompassing and trying to do things that we don't need to do. Yeah. Like focus on the things that you're called to do and allow the other people who are called to do the other pieces that are pertinent to what creates a functioning society, what makes people whole all of those things. And then you can, that can exist within the church that can exist outside of the church that can, can, that it can exist in collaboration with the church. That's what happened back in the fifties and sixties. It's not happening now though. So in order Mm -hmm. to get back there, like the church needs to turn its itself 
not turn its eyes just outward, but also turn it inward to the people who are sitting in those pews and really unpack what is it that that my congregation needs outside of being consistently smacked over the face with how sinful they are and what they need to do to like be redeemed and and earn their spot in heaven. Like what are some what are the what are the other things that they are needing, that they are lacking? that their human condition calls for so that their spirit spirituality can also thrive. Like we can't completely negate our humanity. Like I I I get like flesh is sin. I understand all that, but like we are still in this world, not of this world, but in this world. And I truly believe that God has placed and positioned people all around us to help us be able to navigate through this human experience in ways that do not have to be so dreadful and ridiculous. And that's not (laughs) saying there's not going to be trials and things, but I just feel like the church to me reflects this beautiful possibility for like just embracing the fullness and the wholeness of who people are. Yeah. And what that means in terms of like the beautiful power and reflection of, of God, like how amazing, like that in and of itself is such a huge testimony and testament to how all encompassing and how powerful God truly is when we sit back and we really embrace everybody's uniqueness and diversity and fullness and wholeness and prioritize like feeding into those things and lifting those things up and lifting each other up.